It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Everybody is super on board. They're gung-ho with this. I do like the kid because the kid reminds me of Ben Shapiro. You know who Ben Shapiro is? Oh, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about him on the, the online community. This is what I imagine if Ben Shapiro, if Santa Claus was real, this is what Ben Shapiro would have done as a kid. You know, this kid that uh, is in the movie looks a lot like a very tiny person version of Joaquin Phoenix. He looks like Joaquin Phoenix if you were to just kind of step on him. I'm thinking a more, bit. more Ben Shapiro. You think so? I, I think Maybe so. if uh, Joaquin and Ben had a baby, it'd be that kid. Joaquin's so good looking. Now, he's good looking because he takes care of himself, but this kid's kind of like in that awkward middle school phase. Even as a kid, Joaquin was, an, was a fine looking boy. A better looking person. A lot of people at first did like his brother a bit more than him, though. Everybody likes River more. Uh, rest in peace, River, dude. Yeah. Dude, uh, Gibson in this movie, though. Look. Doing the Gibson thing. Real scary. Doing the Gibson thing. Did you see that man's forearms? Holy no, I didn't. Cow. I, I didn't actually notice his forearms. Huge, dude. Because he was doing the. He was. Oh, he, let's, yes. Okay, you're right. We'll we'll get into it. Let's welcome the baddies because we're obviously very excited for this. Jumping at the bit. This holiday movie. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Alejandro, and my name is Christian, and this is our little workshop that we call. ICBTB. Also known as It Can't Be That Bad. And what we do here is we watch films that are critically condemned. It's our job. It's our job to defend these. Uh, it's more like a volunteer work because we don't get paid. People have called us the Knights of Cinema. And people have called us the Days of Cinema. Yes. They, they yell at us from across the street, say, hey, we know you. You're the Days. And, and maybe they're calling us gay, but I think they're calling us the Days of Cinema. And hopefully they're not because that is factually incorrect because we are heterosexual. Um, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yes. We watched... Uh, should we just do the itty-bitty nitty-gritty? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's dive straight into it. Head first or feet first? Uh, stomach first. Let's... Uh, Let's stomach. You want to belly flop into this? Belly flop into this bad boy. There's only one way to belly flop, and that's into the deep zone. There we go. The itty bitty nitty gritty committee here. We watched a movie called Fat Man. It is rated R and was released in the year 2020. Mm. In fact, last month. Good year. Good year. Uh, tires. Yes. Has a runtime of one hour, forty minutes, or. Are you waiting for me to do the calculation? One hundo minutes, boy. That's right. Absolutely correct. Um, <clears throat> it has a rating of six out of ten on IMDb. That's a D. A forty-five percent on Medi- or on Rotten Tomatoes. That's an F. And a forty percent on Metacritic. That's an F minus. But Christian, hi. Google users also had a chance to vote mm-hmm. on how much they like this film. You know, I saw Would the you Google like user. I I can't guess because I saw it already, dude. It is seventy percent, unless it's moved. Ever since yesterday when I accidentally saw it, my answer is 70. Am I incorrect? Am I correct? Is it 71 now? Hopefully it's 69. <laughs> I wish it was 69. It's 70. No, uh, it's still 70. Okay. I'm going to add a thumbs up right now, though. Yeah, let's see if it changes. Nope. Nope, still 70. <clears throat> Synapses coming at you. Right at you. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. What a crazy plot. This movie is bonkers, guys. This is not, again, you know. Bonkers is really the best way to put it. You got to understand that you're watching Chris Kingle make a partnership with the U.S. military. Just watch the trailer, guys. Santa's got a gun. There's explosions. A kid gets a lump of coal, uh, and he hates Santa for it. It's But actually, as dumb as this movie is... It's trash. Yeah, it is trash. Has some really good Really good moments. People, it's got some nuggets. Mel Gibson is acting up a storm. He is trying his best... He's doing great. Mel Gibson is, well, you know, very problematic in his own right. But like I said before we started recording, luckily, we don't have to like him who he really is. Yes. We can like the people he pretends to be. Let's separate the art from the artist. We can say that who he pretends to be, that rendition, real good. Best Santa Claus I've ever seen in my life. Scary Santa Claus. 
tough. Tough, I guess. I'm not scared of him. I feel I, safe with I, him, actually. I like him a lot. Um, you know, we'll take it from the top. Santa is not in a good place. Santa's not making as much money anymore because people don't believe in him anymore. Yeah. And also, kids are horrible in this universe. Terrible. Kids are throwing bowling balls off of highway overpasses. Yep. Kids are lighting people on fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they're talking about it on the radio as if Santa, it's Santa's fault. Yeah, and so <laughs> in this movie, Mel Gibson as Santa Claus is... A depressed alcoholic. He orders. Do you remember what the drink is that you he orders at the bar? Johnny Carson. And it's a shot of whiskey of some sort. And, and an Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer shot. That, that is disgusting. Dude. Dumps the tablet in, knocks it back. Would you do that? Would you try that? I don't know, man. Does that make it better? No. Oh, I mean, it does gosh. nothing for the taste. I know this movie is called Fat Man, but. I think Mel Gibson is in pretty good shape he in wasn't this movie. He was all that fat. Not at all. They call him Fat Man because I guess that's derogatory to Santa. Yes. Um, but, uh, and he does eat a lot of cookies and yes. milk and drinks heavily uh, and has a belly. But not the fattest Santa uh, in history of movies. Just a little thicker is all it is. And maybe we can't see it because uh, he's wearing some but you know jackets. What? A realistic Santa. Yes, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen much fatter Americans than this fat man that is. Yeah, Santa but Claus. would those fatter Americans be able to deliver gifts all over the world? In That's one right. Night? This guy is just huffing. He's and actually Santa Claus. Like it's not just like he's a mythical Santa Claus. Like he's actually Santa with elves and mm-hmm. delivers toys. Goes by Chris Kringle. Yet also carries a gun and like he's ready to defend himself. I did like that about this movie is that it was a realistic take on what Chris Kringle would be stressed out exhausted super tired having to understand that he needs to defend himself because not everyone likes santa after he gives them coal right yeah i did think that's super crazy how like kids are you know i wonder how strict his list is yeah. where kids are like do, is it gum in the hair that's so bad you get coal or or do you have to be like this um like billy mm-hmm. who like is literally the worst kid in the world let's talk to the baddies about what kind of kid billy is so Billy, right off the bat, mini Ben Shapiro, mini Ben Shapiro, asshole. He's super privileged, very uh, rich, but he doesn't have parents. His yes. mother, I think, passed away, and his father is just absent from his life in the Bahamas with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he's living with his grandmother, who's like on life support pretty much. Yeah, she has. She's hooked up to an oxygen tank at all times. But he does get to write checks out of her book. Yes, he doesn't get to. <laughs> That she doesn't give him permission, but he does. He sneaks these checks. Uh, it had a budget of twenty million dollars. That's bewildering, really. Yeah, that's that's how much money they put into this. Okay, that's crazy. Um, it was just released a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But would you like to guess how much this movie has made so far? It looks like it has good promotion because every single time I turn on my PlayStation, it just pops up in the PlayStation Store. Really? Yes. Um, I've seen ads on YouTube for it. Um, it pops up on my Instagram feed. Maybe my algorithms are just fucked because we text about it. That's what it is. Once we type in "fat man," it's just fucked up our algorithms. I'm gonna say it's already grossed twenty five million, at least. Wow, Christian. Usually, like you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with your guesses. Thank you. Uh, and this one is. The worst one you've ever had. The worst one. Hey, stop, stop prepping me with these statements as if I'm gonna. You're you're pampering me. Just okay. What is it? How off was I? Um, I, I okay. Let me do some quick math. Your guess was twenty five million. Yes. You were off by twenty four million six hundred thousand. So this made like fifty million bucks, this or mo- it made like a million dollars. This movie made four hundred thousand thirty one dollars. Oh. I'm sorry, $431,035. Man. Not even half a mil. So. But you know what? They got seven bucks from me and they got seven bucks from you. The publicity work is not really working here. Damn, dude. People don't like the gifts. It's, I mean, he kind of messed up. Let's, let's, let's fill the baddies in just in case they don't really understand what happened to Mel Gibson. He was blacklisted from Hollywood because back in 2006, I believe, he was caught drunk driving. He got a DUI and he started yelling out anti-Semitic remarks at to the police officers. Who weren't Jewish. No, he was just saying it because he was drunk. So he was just getting it off his chest. He was saying uh, anti-Semitic uh, remarks. He, you, at one point, you said that he called 
his wife sugar tits? No, one of the female police officers. One of the female officers sugar tits. I think he had death threats toward his ex-wife. Of course. Um, just goes hand in hand. And how ironic is it? This comes from the guy that directed movies like the Passion of, of the, the Christ. Christ. Maybe that's why. Maybe God's punishing him. For that, making that? That guy, Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus, was struck by lightning twice when they made that film. You're kidding. Really? No, that's, a fact. that's insane. Struck by lightning twice. But didn't die. No, generally lightning strikes won't kill you. Cause really? Because your feet are on the ground. What's the most that it'll do then? Okay, yeah, so you're grounded. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Is he okay? Was he just fine? Was he just like, oh, that shocked me. He doesn't want to do the sequel. (laughs) The sequel. He rises. That's Uh, what happens. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that's uh, more of like me just stating stating what... I would have liked if Pastor of the Christ had a post credit scene where they come across the cave and like the doors open and they're just like... What? Dun 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 and, then, dun, and dun. that's how it just like pulls out slowly. Mm-hmm. Like however, like at the end of every Avengers movie or any Marvel movie, it kind of preps you for what the next superhero uh-huh, movie is uh-huh. gonna be. The now next- we talked about Jesus. This time we're talking about The Rise of Jesus. The Rise of Jesus. I'd watch that movie. Uh, pretty epic. <laughs> Got goosebumps. Well, this I, is the most religious I've felt in a while. <laughs> that's how Mel Gibson felt on the set of this film. Uh, yes. Yes. I wish I could grow a beard like that guy. Honestly, we can talk less about Mel Gibson and more about Walter Goggins. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Who is a phenomenal actor. Incredible. He's in so many things. In fact, I want to pull up a couple of the things that he's been in because um, you may not recognize his name, but you would recognize his smile. Yes. Uh, are those veneers? Those look Those are like some veneers. great teeth, though. Yes, he looks like a cartoon character. He's a uh, he's the main character in that TV show, The Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also the bad guy, I believe, in Justified. He is in Hateful Eight. Yes, he was in The Shield, Sons of Anarchy, Ant Man and the Wasp, Django Unchained. He was in Predators. He was in Fat Man. He's in uh the Righteous Gemstones, which he is, is a... in, he's in Born Identity. He's in House of a Thousand Corpses, Maze Runner, Shanghai Noon. Uh, he's in Major League Baseball. What? I gotta watch that one. He's a phenomenal actor. He's good. He's he's had his rounds, and he plays a hitman in this movie, with like a a very weird backstory. So he has a, a vendetta story, bro. It is sad. It is sad, and I'm glad that they gave him backstory so that we kind of understand why he's doing these horrible things. So this movie, yes, is very dumb and very stupid. But what it does do very well cinematically, is it it reveals things at the end. Uh, or it reveals things as the movie progresses that just add to the world that it's been creating, right? Mm-hmm. In the very beginning of the movie, we see that Billy is a kid on his own and lives with his grandmother. And right off the bat, she tells him, hey, your dad's not going to be here for Christmas. Then again, it comes back again. Hey, your dad mailed you a present. Hey, he's probably in the... Like, they, they keep bringing that back. And, like, you see why Billy acts that way. Same thing with Santa Claus. You see why Santa is so upset because they keep explaining you hear about the kids at the bowling ball and the overpass. You hear about uh, how difficult it is to try and make ends meet at the at the workshop and how he doesn't want he's calling out all his friends to try and get work, but he can't find work with Walter Walton Goggins. The same thing. We know this guy has a troubled past. We know he has some sort of history with Santa Claus. And then at the end of the movie, we find out that he had asked Santa for the one thing that Santa couldn't give him. Yeah. And uh, and so that's why he's on this quest. Uh, but we'll get to that. I want to save it for the end. Yeah, it way. is. It is sentimental. And it's so good, though. They put a good button on this movie. Um, you're if you haven't watched it yet, prior to listening to this, Watch just it. know what you're preparing for. It is. It's gonna be fun. You have, have a couple drinks, exactly. You know, maybe while you're baking cookies. You know, you're, this have mo- it on in the background. This movie isn't gonna change your life, but it is gonna make you. It's no elf. It's no Die Hard. No, but I did say it's maybe a Die Hard. It's it's pretty close. Not to as die pivotal hard. though. You no, know what no, I mean? No, 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 no. But I will say, um, this movie to me is like an adult Disney film. Exactly what I was going to bring up that yeah. you said that earlier. So, and what I mean by an adult Disney film is like where Disney films and made-for-TV shows are so predictable and so formulaic, and you know what's going to happen. They make the joke that you know they're going to make. Um, they do that in this film, but then it's also like super violent. And also like a hard R rated film. Yes. Um, A lot of violence, a lot of gore. Very funny though. It's such a great dark comedy. Like it's such a great premise. It's such a silly premise that that is done so seriously. It's crazy because there are a lot of comedic sequences. Um, 
especially like how the little kid after he gets his lump of coal he just goes outside kneels down and stares up into the camera just a, you such messed a up big time fat man such a cliche camera angle and thing to do in it's a movie movies movie. right yep um but so some there's silly scenes like that but there's also some nuggets of gold like you brought up before where mel gibson is just acting up a storm his Deep vocal fry is incredible. He plays Trembling. a great Chris Kringle. Yeah, man. Dude, he he can mess things up. It is such a cool take on Chris Kringle. That, that's something that I'm appreciative of. So uh, poor Billy gets a lump of coal and decides to hire Walton Goggins, uh, whose character's name is The Skinny Man. Yeah. Actually, he, we do find out his real name later. It's like Jonathan something something. Miller. Jonathan Miller. Um. And then, uh, so he hires him to go kill him. And then Jonathan Miller is on a quest to find Santa Claus. And I love his process. Yes. He, he's like doing research. He has, is having so much trouble trying to track down where Chris Kringle lives. Right. Again, some of the best comedy comes from Walton Goggins. I believe. Yeah. My, my first favorite, like laugh out loud moment. This movie legitimately had me laughing out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one was when he's on the phone and he's like, uh, yeah, I'd like to be connected to the North pole, please. And they're like, you can't hear what they're saying, but he's like, Oh, um, okay. How about the city closest to the North pole? Is there an Island up there? Maybe I can be connected to. And he's like, no. Okay. What about the city of Eureka? Uh Okay, cool. Yes. I'm looking for a Christopher Kringle. Hello. Hello. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> like I love it's salt. Even his journey to wherever Chris Kringle lives, north of Canada. When he goes to the first mailman, he's like, "What do you do with the letters that are for Santa?" Mailman's like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "The letters that the children write for Santa. What do you do with them?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, there's a PO box that we, I bring it to." No, or he goes, we like put that? them in bin. We put them in bin thirty-six. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, and then what happens to him? He's like, oh, I don't know. I guess my boss takes it from there. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then he walks away, and he's like, oh, one more thing. And then he kills him. Just kills him. I I don't understand what his process is as a professional hitman. Like, whose if, lives does he <clears throat> choose to spare? If they see his face, he has mm-hmm. to kill him. That's what I think it is. I'm sure he could have easily gotten a mailman's uniform elsewhere. Oh, he didn't even need it. He didn't. He just he could walked have just straight walked in. into the office. I think he just likes killing people. Yes, he's oh, a he's a psychopath. Let's talk about his side hustle. Not even a hustle. Let's talk about his side hobby. So he's a collector, dude. He oh. likes to collect other people's gifts from Santa. He buys them at like pawn Top price. No, no bottom price. Is it bottom? Because the guy's asking for two thousand oh, dollars, and but- he offers him nine hundred dollars for a bat, which is crazy. So in this universe, it is safe to assume that. Everyone thinks Santa's real? I had to watch it a third time to figure this out. You've watched this three times? I've watched it three times. Holy crap. In this universe, Santa Claus is real because by giving gifts on Christmas and creating the holiday, um, uh, by creating the consumerist holiday of Christmas, he is stimulating the American economy by trillions of dollars every single year. And because of that, the government subsidizes his workshop so that he can continue to give gifts to kids so that people spend more money on Christmas so that they can sell Santa stuff and Coca-Cola and toys and whatever it is. His brand. Um, so in this universe, that's why Santa's around. Not because he's spreading joy, but it's so that capitalism so capitalism can succeed oh definitely this is very much uh we're taking a very like um this christmas we're taking very anti-disestablishmentarianism yeah we are well this movie is kind of a a narrative on that right like saying like this is i know that christmas is about joy and spreading happiness but look at santa look at the government and look look at what they're making him do look at what he's making the elves do in the off season man these elves are hardened I want to break down their daily regimen. Apparently, they can take 20-minute naps every eight hours, and that's all they sleep for. That keeps them going for 24-7. At this workshop, they have an all-you-can-eat buffet filled with sweets, pancakes, candies, sugar, sprinkles, and whatnot. Which is right on brand with any other elf movie. I like how it is, though. It's very realistic. A, a lot of the government officials are questioning their diets and saying say, that's why they don't grow. All the military guys are looking at them and they're like, uh, is this healthy? And the elves like, of course it's healthy. This is how we're able to work this good. The military guy's like, 
Oh, you need the four food groups. Where's your veggies? Where's your fiber? Where's your protein? Where's your carbohydrates? And they're like, all we need are simple sugars and simple carbs, and we could get going. This is why elves live longer than humans. It's got a point. Number yeah, seven's man. got a point. That's right. And the elves don't have silly names like what is depicted in a bunch of other Christmas films. They are numbered. Number seven is the the foreman foreman of the entire workshop meaning that numbers one through six they died somehow like it's not an easy job apparently we don't know how they i also love that in this universe there is so much like untold story where they're just like we don't talk about one through six and it's just like well why don't we talk about one through six and we don't give other people numbers that have already been taken because that's unethical and disrespectful that's you know that i get that as i completely a, as get an athlete that. i understand that like i wouldn't want to wear somebody else's number i hope nobody else ever wears 24 in the lakers because that's kobe's number i know can you imagine the next person that has to be given that number or if, eight or eight yes but exactly that's why, but they won't that's why they retire numbers yeah and they just have to get some other number i mean nine there are enough numbers right one through a hundred. Yeah. You can even be double zero in basketball. I would like to be double zero. That's always mm, been my favorite number. Can I number. be a negative number in basketball? <laughs> can so I have a decimal? <laughs> I hate you. I hate when you ruin sports. What? Well, how do I ruin sports? I made a joke about sports. And you ruined the sport of basketball. I can never watch it again now. Oh, you're going to be thinking about my jokes about I, the I'm jerseys? I'm like, trying to watch and be like, mm, I hate this shit. Throw the remote? Holy shit. Ah, back to fat man. Um, he had a hamster, and that's one thing. Okay, okay. Walton Goggins had a hamster, the hitman. And, uh, uh, what was the whole thing with the hamster? Was it trying to show that although this man has a profession where he just murders people without any remorse, that he still has some sort of love soft and compassion, spot. a soft spot that he could take care of a hamster? Huh. I guess so, but when he goes to the pet shop and the lady's like, you're a snake guy. Let me get you a snake. And he's like, I told you, I'm a hamster guy. Snakes eat hamsters. You're like my mama. You don't listen. I don't know why we and give you him don't know facts. when to shut the fuck up. I don't know. I just imagine that he was Southern for some I, reason. Because he's a good, he's a better cowboy. Yeah, he's a great cowboy. Else. He's an incredible cowboy. Mm-hmm. He looks like he should be dirty. Yeah. Um, Except <clears> those teeth. Those veneers way too clean. Perfect teeth. Perfect. Sparkling. Look at this picture. It's a straight, you could measure... It's something that you could draw. It's a rectangle. His teeth. Are he really looking up Walton Goggins? No, I'm gonna pull up Ben Shapiro so you can see how much this kid looks like him. Yeah, that's really good, actually. That's like, really good. Tell me that 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 Billy isn't Ben Shapiro. That's more. Billy looks more like Ben Shapiro than he does uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Completely. Thank you. I'm glad I got you on my side. What was your favorite scene? The last 20 minutes, man. Once the the, the movie. Of- I will say was a little slower for me for the first 40 minutes. But after that, after, after. Yeah, nothing really happens in the first 40. Little, what's his name? Benny? Billy. Or Billy. Uh, Billy gets his lump of coal and orders a hit on Santa. That's when it starts to pick up. And then for sure. um, the hitman starts going on this ridiculous journey to just track down Santa Claus. And then the last 20 minutes, the climax, when all the action occurs, I'm in. I'm all in. That climax took four days to shoot. Really? Yes. Holy crap, why? Well, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of shooting. I do think it's crazy interesting how Walter Walton Goggins uh, takes out like an entire platoon of American soldiers, U.S. Army trained soldiers. Just but zero elves. Zero. zero elves. Isn't able to kill one of them. These elves, like I said, hardened. They're trained. They're ready for combat. Better than the soldiers. The So when... He, Walton Goggins does break into the workshop. He drops a, an, an explosive, a bomb, a, and a elf picks it up. Isn't that seven? Uh, I don't think it's seven. I think it's just another random elf. And this elf is so ready to disarm this bomb, does it in half of a second and throws it down and then dips out before getting shot. Zero elves died in the shooting of this film. Yes. That's, I'm glad you said that because I was afraid that some elves got shot in this film. <laughs> I um, would sue someone. <laughs> when, uh, what, SAG and AFTA? Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. They have this like walkie-talkie system throughout the workshop in Santa's house. And um, when the fire, when the gun fighting starts, they radio back to Santa that they're under attack. And Santa like immediately knows what to do as if they've prepared for this for years yeah he hops out of bed grabs two guns one of which is like a ball and cap wild wild west style six shooter like a cold very Navy revolver school. and then the other one's like a glock 28 it's like he has one really like legit pistol and then one like 
antique relic. He can't make up his mind. And then he goes out and has a gunfight with a guy who is armed to the teeth. Crazy. Yes. He has so much ammo on him, taken down military person after military person. And we've seen him train. We've seen him practice. This man is an elite level assassin. But the way that Santa fights is just efficient, brute force, fearless. Okay, are we supposed to think... So, in the Uh, middle of the film... Not good tactics, but go ahead. In the middle of the film, after Santa does his run on Christmas Eve and delivers all the presents, we see him, he has a wound. He gets shot by a couple of kids. Yeah, that shoot at the sleigh, right? With a deer rifle. With a deer rifle, and he just uh, cleans it up a little bit. Are we supposed to think that Santa has some sort of supernatural gift that he's like Wolverine? I was just going to say that. Because he gets fucked up at the end. But he says... Uh, when he gets shot by the kids and she goes, what are we going to do about it? His wife, um, Mrs. Claus, he says, uh, I'll heal the way that I always do. Mm-hmm. And I think it has something to do with snow. Mm. Because at the end, when um, he has the fight with Walt, with Walton Goggins and they get in this big shootout, we finally find out, um, you know, Santa has him pinned down and uh, he tells him, he's like, you know, you asked for the one thing that I, that I could never give you. Um, James Miller because Santa knows everybody of course I love that he does that and I love that it, it, we see it in the beginning too when he's like sees the guy at the bar who's being kind of a sleazebag and Santa knows everybody and knows everything he's like uh, yeah the guy at the bar is hitting on the bartender I love again I love this Santa so Claus. good Santa's like hey uh, so how's Nicole and the kids yeah I, you should probably get back to them you if know you, if you drive right if you leave right now you can honestly like his subtle confidence is something that, like, I uh, as a man, I aspire to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you should, you should. I'm just a guy who's about to buy you a beer. Oh yes, that's such a great line to get somebody the fuck out of the bar and be like, you should leave now. And then be like, who even are you? And be like, I'm the guy who's going to pay for your beer. It's a perfect balance between threatening and classy. And and yeah, yes, it's, it's really standing your ground, but not being sloppy about it, right? So he does that again, but with with. The skinny man, he tells me, he's like, you know, Jonathan, you asked for the one thing I could never give you. He's like, I couldn't bring your parents back. Yeah. Wow. What a crazy thing. Yeah, his parents have died. That means the skinny man, all he wanted Santa, you know, like, I talked about it last year when my brother was Santa and how the hardest time for him being a a fake Santa was when kids would sit on his lap and be like, I just want my dad to come home from Iraq and things like that. And I I think about that all the time, how many children, uh, you know. So many kids want a toy or an Xbox or a PlayStation, right? And there's so many children in this world who just want their parents on Christmas. Yeah. And um, and if they don't get them, they turn into world-class assassins. Yes, that collect other children's gifts from Santa as a hobby. Um, which, like, not even to play with. To, no. like, keep in an evidence room. Just in, an, yeah, in Ziploc bags. Which is weird that he's... Which is weird that he has all of that evidence already on Santa, but then has no way to figure out where Santa is. Yeah. My question is, <laughs> is how come he hasn't tried to track down Santa in the past? Exactly. He's put so much time and effort and money into this passion, this hobby of collecting these gifts from other kids. What's his plan with them? But, Just to have... Or I think his thing is, not that uh, he wants to get Santa, he wants to take the gifts away from the kids. When they're in their moment of need, when they're in their moment, in their lowest point... I'm going to take the gift that Santa gave you uh, so that I can have it and you can't have it anymore. It's just like how humans are, how, you know, when we feel bad, we want other people to feel bad. I want you to feel my pain. People just want to be understood and I'm going to force you to understand me, right? I never had a gift. Well, Walton Walton Goggins gets his revenge because he has a knife hidden in his, like, calf. Yeah, somewhere. I, I can't quite figure it out. I was in shock because... Because this movie makes it, like I said, this movie is the Disney movie for adults. You think you know exactly what's going to happen, but then like any good cinema film, twist. Twist. You would think that Santa would, is invincible. He went into that gunfight not being able to die, but the way they showed him get stabbed. Twice. Twice. And blood just come out of his mouth and onto his beard. Very convincing that maybe he's going to die at the end he of did, this movie. He did die. Don't spoil Ooh. it yet. Okay, okay. I want to hear your take on this. So, uh, then Walton Goggins stabs him twice. Then he gets up and grabs that six shooter and shoots Santa in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Which literally made me go, 
what the fuck out like when i was watching this i said that out loud because it's like i did not ever in a million years expect this movie to turn like that yeah you would think santa would have gotten up but no he just shot him in the face just straight up unceremoniously shoots him right in the face there's so many movies where people don't shoot the person that they're trying to kill in the face they don't do they don't double tap right but here they did it and i was freaked out and then after that who was shooting from a distance Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Um, What I like about this movie is that they really changed it and made it their own. It's played by, uh, she's actually a well-renowned actress. Mariana Jean Baptiste. Yeah. um, She was phenomenal. It's cool that they chose a a black girl to be Mrs. Claus because I don't think anyone's ever done that. Well, um, she's actually come up twice in uh, ICBTB what else? Games. What has she done? Would you like to guess what other movie she was in that we did? I, I need a hint. We've done too many of these movies. It had a bunch of guns okay. and a lot of explosions. Wild Wild West. And took place in Detroit. RoboCop. Correct. Thank you. New RoboCop. She was in that? She was in New RoboCop. That's she, who? She was one of, I believe she was one of the board, the people who like get RoboCop to be a PR stunt. Oh, I could imagine her being like that. She does great. I love that she had the British accent. I love the fact that Santa um, is is in an interracial relationship. Yes, I love progressive. That. I also love that she's the one who checks the list twice. Yes. Because, you know, Santa's got too much on his plate. There you go. Yet she's always baking cookies. She's the one that really saves the day, man. She, so, she hit, she fucking kills Walton Goggins she with does, a sawed off. She does finally get the revenge and kills him. And then she goes and grabs holds Santa in her arms and Santa grabs some snow and, and is able to somehow come back to life. Okay, I'll expand on that. Please speak on that because how could snow really fix anything? Well, first of all, he's Santa. Yeah, you're right. This really just throws a lot of logic out the window. But here's what I think happen. he does is he packs his wounds with snow mm. and as it melts, the snow has a healing property to him that cures his wounds. I want to know more about this healing property. This is crazy. I'll answer the questions as if I know. Okay. You you are so far, and I'm impressed. Next time I get shot, next pack time it with I snow. get shot, I'm packing with snow. Honestly, you should pack wounds with like dirt and stuff until you get to a hospital. Ooh, is that a thing that people do? Yeah. Don't you remember in Lone Survivor, mm, they're no. packing their bullet wounds with dirt because you got to stop the bleeding. No, I would use a bandage. I would think- Sometimes you don't got bandages, bro. Something more aseptic. You're in the middle of a gunfight. What are you going to do? Ask for a band-aid? Stick, I would stick my finger in it. Well, you got to keep fighting, bro. Like a cork. I got two hands, boy. I would never take you into battle with me. And I would never take me into battle with me. I, As long as you know. Yeah. Um, Your favorite team. Oh, man. Honestly, it's when he's debating, when he doesn't want to open the check from the government and he orders a Johnny Carson sitting at the bar. Yeah. Oh, I do really, I really, really, really enjoy Santa with financial issues is uh, Santa to so remember. This is like, remember in 2001 when everything was gritty, 2002, everything became realistic after 9-11. Everything had to be like born ultimatum and Batman yeah. begins and yeah. everything had to be super realistic, right? Quantum of Solid or uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. This is the like gritty Santa Claus story. This is like a this different is, take this on is it. If they're like, what if we made Santa real? What if we made him hardened? What if we made him cynical? What if we made him jaded, you know? I'm all for it. Honestly, guys, look. It's it's an hour and 40 minutes. You know what you're getting into. If you want to spice up your Christmas regimen this year, this is a fun way to, you know, watch a fun, dark comedy. Check it out. You have nothing to lose except seven bucks. But and you're not losing it. Although you are giving some of it to an anti-Semite, which I understand the problems. Yeah, that... Well, let's... Give it to these smaller studios don't, that don't get enough love. Gibson already got his check, and we'll get a little bit of royalties. I, I, you know, you've said that in the past, and I didn't want to correct you in the moment. But generally, actors don't get royalties. That's why actors who become producers, mm. they'll get money. Out. And he didn't do anything in higher than being an actor in this. I don't. I don't believe so. This movie, do you think would have been better if he had written and directed it? No. No. No, they use Mel Gibson exactly how you're supposed to use Mel Gibson. Just as an actor, and that's Just, it. Yeah. Here's a crazy kooky character. Do the do make it real, and, he made and it honestly, real. all of the critics reviews that and and um, reviews that I'm reading about this movie, movie's bad. Mel Gibson's great, like that's kind of the the overarching theme of this is like, and yeah, honestly, movie's bad, but Mel Gibson, 
Pretty good, man. Chef's kiss. Who who would win in a fight? Russell Crowe or Mel Gibson? Unhinged Russell Crowe? Unhinged Russell Crowe or Chris Kringle, Mel Gibson. Fists only, no weapons. Because these are both really thick formidable boys. Formidable fighters, yeah. Yes, and man. Formidable hand-to-hand fighters. Mm-hmm. Brutes. I would even give them weapons. I give I give Russell Crowe I give Russell Crowe his truck and I give and I would give Santa his uh his no his cowboy gun. Woo. And Woo. that's an even fight. Already. Cuz he's only got six shots. Let's see. So Russell Crowe has disdain against society. Is it the day Russell Crowe snapped? Yes. Because the days prior, I think Russell Crowe was, was probably a cool guy. Like a gentle giant, had like a de- decent job. I mean, he got married and had kids, so at one point he must have been gentle and nice. There was at least one day that he was nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's not fully bad. And then Chris Kringle, great intentions, but just stressed and just hates the world because Drunk. all these kids are terrible. Drunk on his, uh, what's the name of his drink again? What did you call a it? Johnny Carson. A Johnny Carson. Which I think is hilarious. That's such a funny drink. That like Johnny Carson would drink whiskey with an Alka-Seltzer tab. How many people out there do you think are actually going to try it after watching this? Uh, I think only six people have watched this film. Ah, me, you, and you two more times. And uh... and then you once I leave. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, honestly, I have no notes for this film. Because it is just such a fun ride. And it is such a like perfectly bad movie yes it's i was excited awful. to watch this after mm-hmm. watching the trailers and like telling people about it i was like legitimately excited to watch it knew nothing about it knew it was going to be bad but was legitimately i i can't remember the last time i was excited to watch a film for the you podcast. brought this up to me immediately you have like a good skill in sending me movies that you know are going to be bad they haven't come out yet but they're probably going to be bad i have a good eye for bad films yeah dude i just sent you one that i think will be probably um the one we'll ring in the new year with Yes. Uh, not to, to bury the lead, but it's starring Nicolas Cage. And we, it's surprising that we have not done a Nicolas Cage movie yet. We haven't done one. No, man. Then it has to be the, we have to start 2021 with 2021, we'll start off with that. What's the name of the movie again? I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Tell me off but mic. But I'm so excited to see that one yeah, too. Yeah, man. I just, I kind of miss Nicolas Cage. I want to watch a bad Nicolas Cage movie. Gone in 60 seconds. Ooh, yes. That's where uh, Angelina Jolie has blondie dreads. Ooh, I want to watch... Have you seen Family Man? Yeah, but that's not bad. It's not bad, but it's. I just want to watch it. Um, Ooh, that's a good one for Christmas to just like watch. Uh, not for the podcast, but to just watch. You have a best person on set? I mean, Walton Goggins. I honestly... Honestly, if you hate Mel Gibson, watch this film from Walton Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins is solid. I'm going to have to give it to Mel Gibson. Uh, even though... He's blacklisted. It's obvious he's trying to make attempts to get back into Hollywood. Yeah, you said you did a little bit of I did a little research. bit of research, yeah. Enlighten me, because I, I know he had some troubles in the past. I wasn't super aware that people were ready to accept him back in. Do you think, is this his first step to try and like get people to like him again? He's had other steps. He had... Um, Jodie oh. Foster put him in a movie. I forget the name of the movie in yeah. 2011. And he did that Gringo film not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right, he has the... But like... Almost like Nicolas Cage, he's almost doing weird indie films for the sake of doing weird indie films. Mm, you think so? I mean, I can't name a big blockbuster film that he's done since maybe The Patriot. Wow. Passions of the Christ, maybe. Apocalypto. But I don't believe Passions of the Christ and Apocalypto were um, like big production films. I don't believe Universal or Warner. I don't think anybody was behind those. I think like he made those films. He funded those films. Holy shit. But they were still like successes. People people adore those films. I mean, for their own reasons, you know? They are successes in their own right, yes. Like Passion would, of the Christ raked in a shit ton of money. Yes, but would anybody say Passion of the Christ or Apocalypto are like the best movies ever made? No. I don't think anybody... I think Passions of the Christ is a very informative... Uh, not informative, because it's not. I think it's a great telling of the story of Jesus um, shot beautifully. It's a beautifully shot film um, and very brutal. Like when they're whipping Jesus, that's brutal. Um, uh, but I mean, I don't know, man. That's, I don't know. Well, I think he is trying <laughs> uh, and he has to try harder. From what I've been reading, people have been noticing that he's trying to like put him like this is probably his first step in a long time of like, okay, I'm going to try to make movies again. But he didn't write in it. He didn't do anything higher than being an actor sure, in this. Sure. 
Um, I think he's planned to. Uh, what movie is it? He's planned to direct another movie coming out in either 2021 and 2022. Um, back then, uh, people were comparing him to Robert Downey Jr. How Robert Downey Jr. is an example of a successful of an actor who successfully made a comeback in Hollywood after his alcoholism and going to jail. Right. Robert Downey Jr. actually said at some point um, when Iron Man first came out that he was hoping that Mel Gibson could uh, direct Iron Man 3, right? Mm. But then all of this stuff uh, happened, happened, right? Robert Downey Jr. is an incredibly interesting person to me. Um, uh, just like the effect that he's had in cinema is way bigger than people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the reasons why we have such a big foothold in the Chinese market for cinema. Mm-hmm. Because of Robert Downey Jr. Because of uh, what he's done for because of Iron Man because uh, the of Marvel the, Studios yeah, yeah. because of the because movie it was Iron even Marvel Man. Studios uh, what was it called it was a different the studio that made Iron Man wasn't what it was called now that it was not necessary it wasn't the MCU when they made Iron Man exactly it was just a Marvel film mm-hmm. uh, and like John Favreau directed it because he wanted to do like this fun Iron Man film and it was um, a success dude and look at his resurgence but I did want to say I'm looking here at um. Mel Gibson's filmography here. Uh, and he has been actually, I forgot how much stuff. He he directed that film Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Uh, which was the one with Andrew Garfield. What year did that come out? That's not that 2016. long 2016. Okay. In 2017, he was in Daddy's Home 2. Holy shit, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he has another film that came out in 2020 called Force of Nature that I, I think I also sent you the trailer of that one, mm. which is another one that like you could, could just kind of tell is going to be bad. So he's doing quite a bit of work. I did recently watch the movie Signs again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mem- remember I told you about that. I think I watched it in uh, October, potentially to be one of our films. Damn. Um, we can still do it at some point. So good. Yeah. Signs is like, uh, but you know what it has? That like Signs became that trope. Like it had all of the stuff that's in like, alien scary movie parodies yeah a lot of those tropes came from signs Signs, yes like you forget how much of those a lot of people didn't really know about crop circles until that movie oh i did yeah um do we i mean i've kind of fucked it but um you kind of fucked it i was gonna say do we want to play our favorite game with mel gibson let's try it i've I've seen a few so unfortunately it's gonna Uh, be kind of well let's not say any of the ones that you said so far then okay this is gonna be hard because we've said many at this point um We've actually said most of them. Okay, that then I know. Then let's say Do you know. Okay, but but let's just talk about favorite Mel Gibson movies then. Okay, because because how about I go down the list? We'll talk about how much we like him. We'll just do it. You know, super speed. We'll do the top three lines. We don't have to go through all. Yeah, of them. instead of defending bad movies in this, we'll just segment, defend bad people. Bad people. Call us a, a civil lawyer. Yeah, he can't be that bad. Braveheart. Or, did you ever see Braveheart? Um, way back when. Okay, Way back when? film. That's what. That's Mel Gibson. To me, when I think of Mel Gibson, I think of Braveheart. Really? For sure. That's the one. For sure. For some reason, when I think of Mel Gibson, the first movie I think of is What Women Want, which is when he's able to hear women's thoughts. Yes, because he fell in a bathtub with a hairdryer. Exactly. Uh, my parents had a VHS or DVD lying around, and so that image is just burned into my mind. So that movie, I always get mixed up with Scent of a Woman. Oh, ooh, ooh, ah. so sometimes when ooh, I see ah. when I see clips of Scent of a Woman, I'm always like, "That's what women want, right?" Uh-huh. And people are like, "No, Alex, no, that's Scent of a Woman." That's Al Pacino, and Al Pacino's blind, way yeah, different. It's about a blind lawyer who's like defending Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, uh, has nothing to do with Chris what women O'Donnell. Want. Oh shit, Robin, <laughs> young, young Chris O'Donnell. Uh, he's all, of course, Passions of the Christ. He was the director. Lethal Weapon. He's mm, in. Of course, he's, you know he's Murtaugh. Uh, or no, he's not Murtaugh. Murtaugh is clever. Anyways, um, Mad Max. Yes, I was just going to bring that up. How come he wasn't in Fury Road? You think uh, it's because, because he was blacklisted? Probably, and because he was Mad Max, and they had Tom Hardy be Mad Max. Mm. Like, the character of Mad Max, was re- he was replaced by Tom Hardy. You think they could... You think at some point they were thinking about... And also, they made about Furiosa more about Mad Max. Yeah, they really did, because Mad Max barely... Or, you know, Tom Hardy barely even spoke. But I wonder if they were thinking of putting him... Somehow in the franchise, you know, when Blade Runner came back out with Ryan Gosling, they threw Harrison Ford into the movie, too. Yes, but not because they wanted to play homage to Harrison Ford, but because they wanted to wrap up the story of, is Harrison Ford a robot? 
Ah, they wanted to answer that question. Because Blade Runner has so many different endings, the one that was a theatrical release, the one that came out on video, and then the director's cut, all of them have different endings, radically different endings, um, where Harrison Ford is a robot, where he's not, where he like, finds a robot. And so I think the reason why they put Harrison Ford in Blade Runner 20 blah, 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 uh, was because they needed to officially answer in the franchise, is this character a robot or not? They wanted to show you what's really canon. It would be better if, like, in Colin Farrell's um, Total Recall, mm. like, if at one point he ran past, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Yeah. That uh, would have been cool. That would have been the good way to, that been a good way to do it. Who was in Red Dawn, the original Red Dawn? Patrick Swayze, bro. Patrick Swayze. boy. That's a, the new one. I was just talking to somebody about the new Red Dawn. With Josh Peck, right? Josh Peck and Chris Hemsworth. What a crazy, what a crazy cast have right you seen there. It? I, saw, I saw the first 10, 15 minutes. There's a twist at the end that will have you screaming at the top of your lungs. Okay, I'll watch it. The rest of the movie is garbage and not as good as the original Red Dawn, but the twist at the end, I don't even want to say it to you because I want to maybe do it on the podcast. I want to watch it. I wanted to watch it at first because it was Josh Peck after he'd lost all the weight and yeah. became more of like, oh, a leading man. That's why everybody watched it. Yeah, they're like, I want to see how he is in this action Ooh. flick. Also, it's a familiar It's also Red Dawn. Everyone title. loves Red Yes, Dawn. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's do a couple more. Um, I didn't see Daddy's Home 2. I didn't I see it, it either. Was, I heard it was pretty good. First one, I really liked. I didn't see that, that one either. You should watch both of them. Uh, the Patriot. Of course, The Patriot. The Patriot was the first R-rated film I ever watched. Was The Patriot the one where you see a cannonball decapitate a person? And blow legs ah! off? Yeah, that was the first R-rated film I, I ever watched. I watched that as a kid. Me too. Ah. My brother was watching it one time, and I remember sitting in the living room with him, and him looking at me and being like, Mom's not going to like that you're watching this. I think there was like a code on the TV. Remember how parents could do that? Yeah, yeah. But my brother knew what the code was. Nice. And so he punched it in, and we were watching it, and I remember sitting there and him being like, you know, you're not going to... you're not gonna." be allowed to watch this and i was like i'll be all right i'll be watching and then it was the scene with the cannonball blows the dude's leg off and i was like <gasps> i just like put my head down and was like oh my god that's so graphic man to watch that as a child is insane i that's always been planted in my mind or categorized as like oh this is a gruesome movie it's pretty brutes and he's ledger again doing doing the that's most That's right that's right okay what else uh i didn't realize he was in this film totally forgot that he was Chicken Run. Really? Yep. Is he the main voice actor? And apparently he's also in Pocahontas. Really? As who? Mel Gibson has like a he's lot of- Captain John Smith. A lot of voice acting roles. Did not realize and that. And Christian Bale's also in Pocahontas. Oh my God. I-, I How did Pocahontas do critically? I'm just curious. Of course. I mean- it, it, I know six, it's a Disney film, but I think it's lower than other ones. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh-huh. 55% on Rotten Tomato. And not bad. 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. You think it was rated down because it's because historically it's inaccurate? Yeah, it's just like completely spitting in the face of Native Americans. It's just like, let's make this pretty and palatable. What if she loved John Smith? Yeah, let's make the people that came to this land look better. Come on. All right. What I mean, I, I let, let's do two more Mel Gipsy films and we'll let these... He was also in Expendables 3. Really? Yes. He became that much of an action star that he was able to be thrown in in that cast? Lethal, Weapons, Lethal Weapon is legit. And Mad Max, those are legit action films. You know mm. what I mean? Like, he's done some legit I don't legit know. Shit. I don't think of him as, as an action star. I think of him as like a dramatic actor. The Patriot, that's an action film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Braveheart. Yeah, but, but these are but all you know these the, dramatic But you know pieces. what the thing is? You imagine what women want Mel Gibson. I imagine Mel Gibson with a sword screaming yeah, and yelling. Yeah, yeah. I imagine uh, Mr. Suave Mel Gibson. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, you have rom-com Mel Gibson in your head. I just have rom-com versions of anyone that's ever done a rom-com. Ryan Gosling? Oh, you mean The Notebook or Crazy Stupid Love Ryan Gosling? Not Blade Runner Ryan Gosling. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love Ryan Gosling is Ryan Gosling Prime. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's... That his career is already up there. My brother will never admit anymore. it, but I believe that's the movie that got my brother to drink old fashions. That's the movie? <laughs> He'll never admit it, but hey, that's man, what I think. I would admit it. If, if Wherever you pick up drinking old fashions, hey, that's fine. What do you rate this film? I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a... I mean, it's tough because we both know it's bad, but it is such a fun film. I bonkers. 3.5. 3.5 out of 5. 
That's what I'd give it. You'd give it a bonkers? Bonky. Four it's out of bonky. five? I'd give it a bonky. Okay, a bonky? What's Four. a bonky? 4.5. 4.5? 4.5 out of five? I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. Say that a little bit fast. I, I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. Okay, okay, okay. I give it a 3.5 out of five. And I give it because as crazy as it is, it is still a good idea. It's original. So silly. Um, But what's lacking is it doesn't give me that Christmas feel. I want to feel Christmas. And I know purposefully they didn't want you to feel the jolliness of yeah. Christmas. I I mean, hmm. I, I could have watched this film in June. Mm-hmm. And been fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, easily. Easily. You don't have to watch this during Christmas time. Jingle all the way I can only watch in December and November. Yeah, I'm going to feel weird if I, if I watch that in April. But I could That's, watch Fat Man in June. Yeah. You could watch this like, anytime. I could watch Leprechaun right now. Yes. Uh, instead of in on Halloween, uh, instead of on uh, St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> instead of on Halloween, you know, Leprechaun is just burned into my mind as a Halloween special because we did it. It during should the last be. Year. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, that's what I rated, dude. I love it, man. I love this film. I love you. I love, I love you Christmas. Too. I love Christmas as well. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Happy holidays to you and your family. Hey, right back at you. Um, this week or uh, next week, we will be celebrating the second day of Hanukkah. Yes. Um, How are we going to celebrate? Tell the baddies. We light the second uh, candle in the menorah. Yeah. As any good Hanukkah celebrator would. I think they're called Jews. Yeah. I didn't want to like, I don't want to call myself uh, Jewish, but I don't want to call myself. We actually don't know anything about Hanukkah. If somebody could please teach us. I just I'm, want more presents. Uh, well, okay. I'm interested in other religions, but uh, yeah, Christians, uh, uh, you know. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> I'm a consumer. There you go. Consumerism. Right. Consumerism. Just buy shit, guys. Buy stuff. Help the economy. Speaking of buying stuff. We got merch. Yeah, and you guys, are, you're going to hear this on the next few episodes because we got to sell this shit. These are our ads. Um, we have a manager now and they say we have to plug our shit. Mm-hmm. So buy our shirts, buy our crop tops. Uh, tell us if you want bottle caps or uh, baseball caps uh, or... Bumper stickers or baby clothes. We're trying to figure out what the next set of merch is. We sell ICBTB watches, wristbands, um, leggings, pantyhoses, thongs, um, turtlenecks. Honestly, if we made like an exclusive set of five ICBTB thongs, <gasps> we should sell it. That yes. would be funny as fuck. And we could have people model it. Oh, that's weird. That's the weird part. I'm sorry. That's so weird. Ah, that's how that makes me feel weird. That makes me think like. Yeah. That was weird. Well, like, how else are we going to put a picture up if... A, Us. Have you seen a thong by itself? Not for me. Have you ever worn a male thong? No. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Really, have you not? A dance belt? Whatever no, they call I've, it. I've worn a real... I, I want to get the underwear, though, that, like, has the elephant trunk. Oh, I see. I yeah. think that would Where be funny. Where your penis is? Yeah. That would be a funny one. I think you should do it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, okay. Really? Uh, while we're at the end, it, was it perverted of me to say that we should have people model it? No, it's just the way that you said it. I guess so. Yeah. It's the way. It's like, do you remember in Family Guy when Peter comes over or uh, when, uh, fuck, what's the guy in the wheelchair? Joe. Joe. Joe comes over and he's like, hey, Peter, I got to ask you a favor. And Peter in his head, he's like, he's going to ask you to fuck his wife. But don't be too excited, Peter. Otherwise, <laughs> he'll say no. And he goes, yes, I'll fuck your wife. And then, and then in Joe's head, he goes, too fast, Peter. <laughs> wow that's what you're comparing me to right now yep <laughs> okay well on that note that happy, is happy christmas happy christmas enjoy the happy rest Hanukkah. of december happy uh, kwanzaa take care of yourself enjoy the solstice it's hard times right hail now satan uh not that necessarily but if you hail whatever you want hail yourself uh hail yourself that's good yeah last pod says that and i know they do because i like what you like my friend all right take it easy bye you like ugly women i love it yeah,